What's up, Beyond 24 Day listeners? This is episode 21, and we're calling this The Return of Cheese. Dun, dun, dun! Welcome to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your host, Brooke and Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media at Beyond 24 Days, where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken. What's up, everybody? We're happy to be back. It's been a while. It's been a quite, quite a little bit of time since the last podcast, so... About three months. Sorry about that. Yeah, we're not good with the uh, schedule, but we're trying to develop a regular schedule. Maybe not every week, like we tried. Maybe every other week. Or maybe once every three or four months, like we're doing now. We're on a roll, I can tell you. It, it's, been, it's been a busy three months. It has. So, uh, Return of the Cheese. We uh, recently, I guess the last three months, we've been extremely busy with our anniversary and uh, upcoming races and all kinds of birthdays. birthdays and celebrating a lot of stuff. The holidays just keep on rolling uh, in early spring for us. So we've been really busy and return of cheese. And it's not who you think. Yeah. Don't look at me. It's all Brooke. It is her fault that we were reintroduced to cheese. (laughs) Brooke, why don't you explain yourself? Uh, We recently celebrated our 12-year wedding anniversary. And we went back to where we were married which was Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. We rented a really nice room in a local cidery, invited our friends, and I got a little carried away on the Pinterest boards. And I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if we went from just having a cheese plate and turning it into a cheese table? Mm-hmm. Um, it was an entire table of 12 years worth of cheese. <laughs> And other incoutrimo, such as nuts and fruits. We and try to keep it somewhat healthy. We try to support some local producers. We had a lot of local cheeses, a lot of... Honey. Honey, local honey. Local honey. Um, we actually did find some local honey producers that have an orange honey, and it's not what you think it is. It's the honeybees that actually pollinate orange citrus trees. And for some reason, the citrus carries over into the honey. So the honey had a very... Nice sort of citrus aftertaste. Um, but it was, we, we decided we're, we're just going to indulge this one day. Mm. Um, you know, I think Ken sort of thought, well, it's our anniversary and Brooke's birthday and Mother's Day all combined into one weekend. And I'm going to let her indulge. I will let her have her cheese party. Last year it was a massage. This year it was cheese. <laughs> And I had my cheese, and I had a, a, a lot of cheese, actually. And it wasn't until several days afterwards that I noticed we had leftover cheese, and I'd come home from work, and I'd be like, well, I'm kind of hungry. I need a snack. And I, I would usually grab, like, a hard-boiled egg, some veggies and hummus, or I would grab fruit. And I found myself being like, well, pff, what are a couple cubes of cheese going to hurt? And then I noticed we would make some burgers or something on the grill, and I was putting cheese on my burger, which I normally didn't do. I would sub it with avocado, and I I just found cheese sneaking back into my life. 
And fast forward about a month and a half, I felt horrible. I did not feel myself. I was so bloated. I could feel I had put on a couple pounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess that's going to lead to where I am right now. Well, just goes to show you that it can happen. One super indulgent party turned into like two months of... Excess. Excess. So you can get off the wagon as quickly as you can get on the wagon. And it wasn't dairy. Like, I was still drinking almond and and flax milk. I was still eating almond milk yogurt. It was just I was consuming cheese. Everything else, for the most part, stayed the same except for cheese, cheese, which... Which Ken, Ken did really good at avoiding. The day of the party, he had his fill of cheese, and he was like, okay, I'm done. I know my limits. <laughs> I know my limits. I can have a little bit of cheese, and that's it. I like to enjoy. It's almost like, for me, cheese is almost like alcohol. Just enough, just, you know, one or two cubes, maybe a handful of cheese. I'm good. But if I ever do it on the cheese, I pay for it. The next day, I have like a dairy hangover or something. I don't feel good for... A couple days. So imagine having a hangover for a few days. I don't like it. So so I had about one more month of work after our party. Mm. And within that month span, I just that's when I noticed I was starting to add cheese to everything. And I felt awful. So I knew something had to change. I knew I had to do something different. Um, so I made a commitment. I didn't put it onto our Beyond 24 Days Instagram, but I did on my personal Instagram. And I felt by putting that on there, it was holding me accountable. I decided that my 51 days of summer vacation, I was going to eat only plant-based lunches. And we are still living the flexitarian lifestyle. So we have meat one, maybe two times a week. So... I cut meat out of my lunches and I vowed to get to the gym during these 51 days, at least three to four times a week. And I feel great. I may not have lost a whole lot of weight, but definitely the bloat Mm -hmm. is gone. I haven't eaten any cheese, Mm -hmm. any cheese. It's been a while. Um, since, Since the very end of the school year back in May. And I feel great. I'm not bloated. My clothes fit, you know, the way they did before. I feel great. The funny thing is, is you sort of, it's like good health. You kind of take it for granted until you actually do get sick. And same thing like, I don't know, teeth. You don't have a toothache for, you know, God knows how long. And then when you actually get one, you're like, oh, I don't know how I can live like this. Same thing. Whenever we cut out dairy from our life, we kind of forget about it. You kind of take it for granted. You feel fine for the longest time. And then you get into a rut where you have a little too much cheese. You indulge a little too much. And then you have, you know, in my case, a cheese hangover. And then I sit there and regret it. And I'm like, why did I have so much cheese? I feel bloated. I don't feel good anymore. I don't like being like that. So I guess it's easier for me to cut it out because it affects me right away. Whereas for you, it takes it takes a while. Yeah. And sneaks up on you. We actually just got back from our uh, yearly summer vacation. Every year we take our kids to a different state to explore something different. And we traveled to Mystic, Connecticut. Beautiful Beautiful. place. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Beautiful place, by the way. But again, while we were there, 
the excesses of vacation sort of overtook me and I found myself, we didn't do horribly bad. No. But um, I had two coffees, two or three coffees while we were out and I did put cream into those coffees and we did treat the kids to ice cream at a Mm. little seaside shanty. Twisters. Shout out to Twisters. (laughs) Um, it was delicious, mm-hmm. but I can most definitely feel it's almost like vacation hangover. Yep. I, I don't feel the same as I did four days ago and it's disheartening. So it's like, here we are back on the bandwagon. No more dairy. I mean, I even got up and was running three miles a day while we were on vacation, which, uh, something that I try to do if we go on vacation, I try to make sure that I. I run one in a new area. Running in a new area is always fun. And it's, you kind of, you can just get lost in the moment and just go for a nice run. And it's a new place and everything's new and it's exciting. And even though I was running every morning by nightfall, uh, when we would go to bed, I just felt really heavy. And I even noticed too, shout out to Mango's Pizza. That was a really good. Um, oh, we had pizza. Was it brick That's oven right. or wood it was- fired? Yeah, wood-fired. Combination? Yeah. It, I mean, absolutely delicious pizza, and it was really good. And I, I'm not saying that's what did it for me, but that plus a combination of everything else. Like Brooke said, when we travel, we try to hit up a different state, and we try to do our due diligence and look at all the places that are available to go out to eat, and we try to pick ahead. And before we went to Mango's, we actually perused the menu and saw they had some vegan options, vegetarian options. And we said, this is what we're going to have for dinner. And then when you get there and you smell the smells and we were like, oh, wood fired pizza, the kids shared a pizza and we were like, this looks really good. And we were like, well, we're here, so we're going to try it. So it's stuff like that, that you tend to screw up. And the other thing is we try to stay at hotels that include breakfast and we don't really do a lot of coffee. And I think because the coffee's there and it's just mm-hmm. always there, it's always hot and available, it's so easy just to kind of like, eh, I'm just going to have coffee. And they don't offer a non-dairy creamer at their coffee bar. Right, that's my problem. Because um, if we do have coffee at home, we'll use International Delight because that's non-dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the other one? That's the only one that's coming to mind. And th- we do um, we do have the sugar-free... The flavors that we squirt, yeah, the almond and hazelnut flavoring. The other, the other kind of really popular creamer. Um, I don't know, we're we're like, losing it. It's like, yeah, I can't, it can't pop into my head right now. International but, uh, delight is that what you just said? I just said that. Those, oh, okay. They're non-dairy. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> whatever. But anyway, <laughs> It'll come to me probably after we're done the podcast. Yeah, but, um, that happens. That's all our hotel offered. So, and you know, I I I can enjoy almond milk mm-hmm. in my cereal. And in uncertain things, but you know, I just can't get down with it and drink it. So to me, almond milk and coffee just tastes a mm. little. We've off. gotten a. I've gotten away from putting sugar in a coffee, mm-hmm. and I'll just usually just use a flavored creamer, or um, what is that stuff we have? That syrup, flake flavored syrup. That's yeah, about a it. Sugar free syrup. Actually, that's one of the things we want to talk about was um, eating while traveling, and that's probably one of the big things. Right. Is. Do your due diligence. Look up what's around the area. And if you can, most restaurants now have their menus online. Right. So it's really easy to go online, see what they have, pick out something that looks appealing and also is within your, I hate saying lifestyle, but within your your diet. Yeah, that's even worse too. I guess within your lifestyle. And try to find things that 
you know aren't going to leave you feeling heavy and bloated. And a lot of times we, we go for the, the vegetarian options. And if there is a vegan option, we'll go for it. The other thing, too, is when we were at the Mystic Seaport, they had on their menu um, vegan hummus wraps. Hummus wraps. So that was, you know, we're not vegan, but for me, it's an easy choice because I know for sure there's no cheese in that. Right. Because usually when um, a restaurant gives you vegetarian options, it's loaded with cheese, they're always loaded with cheese or cream sauces. Um, so for us, a vegan choice, even though we're not vegan, we eat meat. Um, the vegan choice is always the best for us because we know there's no dairy in it. Which uh, means no, no bloating for me. Right. I can feel normal. Uh, but yeah, we had, we had, um, lunch at the seaport. We actually packed lunch our first day there. Um, we just ate some cashew butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the aquarium. We had a nice picnic lunch at the, the aquarium, which was a beautiful little aquarium, by the way. That was one of the things that we... The other thing, too, is when you do travel to tourist places like that, they usually sock it to you pretty hard if you right. go to eat at the aquarium. I don't even, we didn't even look at the menu. I don't even know what they had. I'm sure it was, no offense to them, but I'm sure it was like overpriced burgers and everything like that, which, you know. And again, if they had salad options, there was probably cheese in them. And they're yeah. pre-made right. usually at a place like that, at a cafeteria style setting. So it was just safer for us to pack our lunch. But the second day when we ate at the seaport, um, that was really nice. They actually had two vegan options. There was a veggie burger mm. and oh, the that. wrap. Mm-hmm. And every other place we went into seemed to have a vegan option. There was a veggie wrap at the one bakery that we had gone into. and I think Mystic is, I mean, a lot of places now that are tourist destinations, they're trying to get better with... A little bit more progressive. ...their menu options. And, and you do start to see a lot more vegan stuff pop up. It may not be hardcore vegan but if the option's there it's usually it's a nice gesture and it's it's nice to see that so the the second day that we were there for dinner we went to this really amazing little seafood shack by the water and we allowed ourselves to have our our meat our seafood fill and the kids liked it so much they actually asked to go there the next day for lunch on our third day and I was like grumpy about it. I was like, I don't want to go there. That's not fair. I'm doing this challenge for myself. I'm not eating meat and we have to go to a seafood shack and I can't get seafood. What am I going to eat? They ended up having a veggie burger, uh, a Southwest veggie burger on their Mm -hmm. menu. And I begrudgingly ordered it because it was my only option because I normally don't eat veggie burgers. I don't like the... Well, soy, whatever a lot, that yeah. taste is. And a lot of times they're the pre-made ones. That are like cardboard. Yeah, like, oh, hey, we bought these. So I begrudgingly ordered it. Ken went up to the window, picked our food order up, and... A little envious. <laughs> it was he, really big. He set my veggie burger in front of me, and I was like, huh, okay. I had lettuce and tomato, and I picked the bun up, and had some pickles. And mm-hmm. I looked at it, and you could see fresh corn fresh peas, big hunks of carrots, and... Uh, Shout was, out to Seaview Snack Bar. I, I, I'm assuming that was homemade. It had to have been. It, it tasted homemade. If and it if it's store brought, I want to know who yeah, makes yeah. it. Yeah, you better let us know, because <laughs> that, that was out of this world. It was really good, and I was so not grumpy by the time I was done eating my veggie burger. I guess that's the other thing, too, is we did eat more fried foods than usual, too. Normally, we don't eat 
French fries. French fries. Anything. We usually we try to avoid a lot of the fried stuff because that also can weigh pretty heavy in your stomach. And I'll admit, after the second day, I mean, it was we were there, and we were looking for something convenient, and that's the price for convenience: fried foods. Um, and as far as breakfast goes, we are stayers of Hilton's. We've been staying at Hilton hotels since we've started traveling together. and We think we we're sh- fancy. <laughs> well. I'll only travel to Hilton hotels, well, please. Well, I mean, we have stayed at an embassy Rebels. suites one time, but we usually stay at Hamptons. Because they have breakfast. They, they give you breakfast, and you think, ew, hotel breakfast. But you can make some really sensible choices. You know, I will get, they always have a big pot of just plain oatmeal. Mm-hmm. They'll have nuts, dried fruits. Um, they always have fresh fruit there, apples, oranges, bananas. Um, and they'll always have a, a dish of other kinds of fresh fruits. Yep. And the one day they had fresh blueberries and I took those fresh blueberries and I mixed it in with some nuts into the oatmeal and mm-hmm. had, uh, you know, some scrambled eggs on the side and fresh juice. My go-to is usually, they usually have whole grain toast. Mm-hmm. There's always usually scrambled eggs. And then I'm not really big into bacon or sausage, but they did have sausage, turkey sausage. They have, yep, turkey sausages which, this time. Which, you know, that's another thing. Uh, it, it is a healthier option, I guess, but they do load it full of sodium. It's one of those, it's like a double-edged sword. I, I won't, I refuse to eat pork for reasons which I think I've already beat <laughs> to death on the podcast, but... Um, they did have turkey sausage, so I made a turkey sausage and egg sandwich with the whole grain bread on uh, one of the days for breakfast. And then the other day, it was the second day, it was scrambled eggs again, but there was something else. I can't remember. Was it bacon? I think it was bacon. There was bacon. So, I mean, Brooke, she always plays it sensible, always with the yogurt and the fruits. Oatmeal. And the oatmeal. Oh, yeah, oatmeal. Oatmeal, was it yogurt? No yogurt. Yeah, no yogurt. Oatmeal. Me, I love... Um, I love eggs, so sorry. I had to have my fill of eggs. Um, but whole grain toast. Oh, I had banana. And uh, I usually try to follow that up with some of the fruits that they offer as well. And they do offer cold cereals. And, I mean, you have your sugary kid cereals, but they also do usually offer, like, Raisin Bran or just a plain cornflake. Mm-hmm. So if that's your thing, just a cold cereal that's a little bit healthier than... Yeah, man. Well, um, I know we wanted to talk about traveling and eating. Is there something else before we take a break? No? The garden. The garden. Why don't we take a quick break and we come back. We'll talk about the garden and we will pick up right from there. Hang around. Welcome back. Uh, The garden is where we were... Left off, talk about the garden. We do every year have a large vegetable garden that we grow. And this year, I think we got, I I say this every year, I think we went a little overboard this year. We try to scale back, but the garden is just as big as it was last year. We have more green beans than anything else. That's what we did. We doubled up on green beans. Well, we doubled up on green beans because we would plant two rows of beans and I would never get enough to make a meal out of so i was like let's plant 
five rows of green beans mm-hmm. and now I have green beans. Well, I shouldn't just say green beans. What's nice about it is I planted a variety of beans, mm-hmm. five different rows. We have green, wax, and I even uh, did wax. purple beans. And I kind of think that's the mm-hmm. um, the theme of my garden this year is purple. Taste the rainbow? No, it's just pretty oh, much purple. just purple. We've got... Oh, yeah, purple potatoes. Purple potatoes, purple beans. Grow. We have purple cabbage. And I think Ken's dad actually snuck us some purple cauliflower, cauliflower yep. because we... Our that cauliflower, or we're killing it. Who knows? That Who knows? or it's got purple mold or something on oh, it because... Probably. It, it started out, we were looking at it, and we were like, ew, this looks really dirty. Oh, we failed at growing cauliflower. And then I checked on it today, and it's got a purplish hue to it. So that kind of surprised me. I will say that we did start off with a lot of onions and garlic originally. And because the weather has been so rainy here, we lost a lot of those vegetables to rot. They, yeah, they, they pretty much just rot it in the ground. So all the garlic we ripped up, a lot of the onions just didn't make it. So we ended up replacing all that with cucumbers and zucchini. And zucchini. Oh my gosh, our zucchini. And I planted a new variety of yellow squash this year. It's not your typical like crookneck summer squash. I don't really remember the name of the variety, but it's absolutely delicious, and I enjoy it so much more. It's not like tough and woody like the regular summer squashes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We we just we're overloaded with squash and zucchinis and again. tomatoes. And again, <laughs> every year we tell my dad, "Let's take it easy on the tomatoes," and I swear he sneaks in an extra couple of plants and. You feel bad. You plant all these tomatoes, and you look over, and you have a couple left. And I feel bad just tossing them aside. So and that's even after them. I make enough sauce to get mm-hmm. us through the entire fall and winter and spring. So let's go through it. We have zucchini squash followed by purple potatoes. Then we have a row of cucumbers, cucumbers, mm-hmm. which are kind of small. We're waiting for They're those. They're just to starting to come in. We did get a lot planted late because yeah. of how bad the weather has been here. Yep. And then we have peppers. Hot which peppers. I'm pretty sure they're hot peppers. Like I think, really hot peppers. Yeah, I think my dad lied to us. I think these are the <laughs> ghost peppers. Or the, they're not jalapeno. I think they're ghost. <laughs> they're, or Himalayan. I think that's the Himalayan. They're, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever they are. You can look at them and you know they're just hot. Do you ever see a hot pepper or a pepper like that? You look at the plant and you just know <laughs> that sucker's going to be hot. And then we have some eggplants, which uh, we're still waiting for those to come up. A row of tomatoes. row of tomatoes followed by another row of peppers. And which, cauliflower. Oh, and the cauliflower. And then we have the cabbage. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the beans, right the, five, the beans. Ro- five rows of beans. And then we actually have another row of tomatoes. Another row of tomatoes to round it up. And I actually did something new this year. Um, I planted herbs. We've tried planting herbs in the past. We kill them. Well, we've tried doing it from seed, and it's just never worked for us. And um, a friend of mine and I, we were out on a, on a girls' night, and we stopped at an Amish roadside stand here, and they had pots that had four different varieties of herbs planted in one pot already, you know, sprouts. So I was like, I'm going to try this. And I got a little fertilizer, made my own little herb garden. And I've been just cooking away with my basil, my parsley, and I have thyme. And they also had... They've taken off, They've really taken off. And they also had um, cinnamon basil, which I have to admit, I have no idea what to use cinnamon basil for. So if anybody listening out there... um, has any ideas of what I can do with this cinnamon basil, please 
you know, hmm. send us a direct mes- message on Facebook or Instagram or on the blog. And uh, Twitter, which I actually found the login for and started posting stuff to Twitter. We're going to try something new, too. If you go on our Twitter, you can tweet at us, at Beyond24Days. Tweet us questions, stuff that you'd like for us to talk about on the blog, and we will pull those up and answer those. We did an Instagram stories. They added the thing where you can ask us silly questions, and we got a bunch of questions, well, like five, uh, about our favorite foods, some of the favorite meals, which, um, you know, we... We've answered all those. So if you'd like to interact with us, we are trying to be a little bit more social on these social medias. Um, The only other thing I think new and exciting going on around here is I think on our last podcast, we had said that we were getting a Whole Foods here in Lancaster. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it opened. Yes. Um, We're very basic. Uh, I love Whole Foods. I mean, I like Whole Foods. Don't get me wrong. But I totally get the saying whole paycheck Mm. because we can go in there and just get a small handle bag full of things and it's $40. You get carried away is what it is. We go in there. I hope you're saying you as in. I'm saying like the universal you. (laughs) You go in there and there are genuine deals. But I think you get caught up in the fact that they have, oh, we have this cookie bar made from, you know, organic materials. We have cheeses. We have a pickle bar. We have oh, fresh all. foods. Yeah, gotcha. The olive bar. The olive bar. And, uh, you know, you can, when you go into Whole Foods, you can get carried away. So what I want to start doing is to do like a Whole Foods challenge where we go in there, try to find the healthy stuff for cheap. Like see how low, see how much stuff we can get while also maintaining a budget. Well, when I went grocery shopping today, I actually forgot my list, which is like, killer for me because I pretty much know, okay, I'm going to get this from this store and this from this store. And I forgot my list and it was horrible. And you took me who (laughs) I like to throw things in the cart. Um, so I actually did. Okay. There was just a handful of things that I forgot and we were like, "Eh, we've got some extra money left in the grocery budget. Let's just head to whole Foods see if we can get it there. And you know, the things that I actually had to go there and grab, like you said, we're decently priced. I got tofu for actually cheaper than I would get tofu for at a regular grocery store. Mm-hmm. Prime, um, Prime members also save 10%. So if you have Amazon Prime, that's something that I guess is recent. If you're an Amazon yes, Prime member, just, there's 10% just off of a bunch of different... If something's already on sale, you get an right. additional 10% off of that, I believe. Yeah, I think actually if you look at our bill, it says Amazon Prime... 10%. Right. So we get automatically 10% off just in the beginning. And then there's certain items that have an additional 10. Right. I think that's what it is. And also you get a few cents taken off for bringing your own bags. So mm-hmm. um, even though the bags from Whole Foods are really nice, just encourage you to take your own bag because you get a special little discount for doing that. Mm-hmm. All in all, it's a beautiful, visually beautiful store. Nicer yes. than any of the other Whole Foods that I've been in. Um, there's so many like really cool perks. Oh, fresh juice, fresh pasta. But, um, if you're a savvy shopper like myself, you know, that that discount store that you've been shopping at for years actually has all of the whole foods in it for like 90% off. Mm -hmm. So we've been eating whole foods brand foods for quite some time now. 
just at a much steeper not, discount. Not from Whole Foods. Right. Well, I mean, it's one of those things. You just have to be smart about it. And I think we did talk about discount grocers on our yes. last podcast. And um, I think in the next two months, you're pretty excited. Our, our Whole Foods opened and we are getting a Wegmans. In this area? I must be getting old because I'm getting really excited about grocery stores opening up near us. A Whole Foods just opened up. Super excited for that. Now I'm really pumped. Wegmans is coming to town. And Wegmans has, I think they have a better hot bar options than than Whole Foods. Foods. I'd be more excited if we got a Trader Joe's. If Trader Joe's comes to this area. Trader Joe's, if anyone out there is from Trader Joe's and is listening, which I highly doubt, from our six listeners, <laughs> and that's exaggerating. If anybody out there in the Trader Joe's universe hears this, please bring one to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. That would be greatly appreciated. We love Trader Joe's. Absolutely love it. We, we literally will make a day date out of going to Trader Joe's, and that which place, is about an hour from us. And it's a nightmare. It is crazily. It's insane. You will get run over if you're not... Smart. Don't about stop and look at anything. Don't, yeah, don't look. <laughs> Just you grab can't look. things and throw them in your cart. Yeah, you know, hard it is to shop and not look. You can't even look. You get run <laughs> over. We'll sacrifice an hour ride of our time to go there. It's like a three-hour adventure just to go there for a couple minutes. But, but well worth it. Oh man, we like it too much. <laughs> so that's where we are. Nothing else really new and exciting um, since the last podcast. There's been quite a few races. Mm. Uh, I think the first one we ran was you ran hot chocolate shortly after our last podcast. March, April. That would have been April. Yeah. April was the hot chocolate run. My cousin, who was a police officer, joined me and his fiance. And uh, her father. And her father joined along as well. My cousin, um, I don't know what happened to him. He had a leg cramp or I think he was just dehydrated. Um, but he ended up letting me go ahead, which was a little disappointed because my cousin is a pretty fast runner and I was kind of banking on him going for me to like try to pace him and uh, it ended up being the other way around. But you um, finished faster though, right? In your last three years? Yeah. And you know what? Now that you put me on the spot, I don't, I don't remember my times, but I think I beat it by 14 minutes, which is pretty, pretty big improvement. And if I can improve it by 14 minutes every year, that'd be awesome. (laughs) Um, and I actually did take it a little bit easy this year. Last year, I took it too easy. I went too slow and ended up, I beat my, the first time I ever did it. The second time I ran the race, it was faster. The third time was even faster. So, um, and you were a legacy runner this year. Yes. After the hot chocolate people, hot chocolate peeps, they introduced a legacy program. So after three years, you get like a special, Award and then they have something special for four and five and six year. So this will be my if I do run it again. This will be your fourth year. This will be my fourth year. Um, I, I look forward to that race. The hot chocolate race is really nice. It's new. It's a really smooth um, trail along um, Waterfront Park, Boathouse, Boathouse Row in Philadelphia. It's sad. I I went to college there and I can't remember the name of the area. Fairmount Park is where it's through. It's a beautiful park. It's an awesome run through the park and it's nice and smooth and it's not anything super elevation wise. Um, it's a good race. Sorry. Yep. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, 
I just caught a glimpse of our next run and it made me cringe just looking at it. Uh, normally the hard cider run that mm. Ken and I do together is a joyous, like happy. We had a great time in Gettysburg mm. together. And then the day of the race, it just was like pure death. They Someone's changed human? the course. Oh yeah. That's the, <laughs> so normally if you, if you've done the hard cider series in Gettysburg, you've grown accustomed to a way that they have you run the course this year. They changed it up. And it went from um, a pretty gradual uphill previous years to like a death hill. Literally climb. climbing on your hands and knees trying to get up a hill. I don't know. I imagine this is what a herd of bison or buffalo sound like when they're trudging along up steep hills. Because all I could hear was the heavy breathing of people <laughs> going up that huge hill. And I'll admit, um, I had been training for it ahead of time and I was fully anticipating hills and I, I got me, I was a little winded at the top. And, and I had fully not been training yes, for the so. race and <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a lot harder. And also the weather wasn't too bad. It's usually pretty awful and humid during the race by the end, towards the end of the race, it was cause the sun had come out when we started off. It was a little on the cloudier side. For some reason, I really wasn't impressed a whole lot with the hard cider run. In fact, I think we in a, we said that we probably weren't going to run it next year. We were going to um, take a break from doing it. This year, they actually did not do an every 10-minute release of waves. It was almost like every two minutes. Yeah. So oh, that's it was, right. yeah. it, you just couldn't get into a good sprint. Yeah, it felt like uh, that was, yeah. So Sorry, Hard Cider Run and Sourfish Entertainment. It's not you. It's us. Well, maybe it's a combination of both. But this year just felt like it was a little bit rushed. The previous years, it was really well-organized, a really well-run event. This year, it seemed a little bit on the rushed side, and it felt like the waves were just one right after another. And that huge hill in the very beginning was a huge traffic jam. So they'd let a wave go, and then after, like, five minutes, they let another wave go, and you would literally run into the previous group still struggling to go up the hill. And also, you know, God bless people for wanting to run the race, but it drives me nuts when people sign up for a race and for some reason have it in their head that they need to be in the first or second wave when they, they don't run. They should really just do yourself a favor and sign up for the, the – It's there's no nothing wrong with signing up for the fourth and fifth waves that are later on in the day. You're not going to miss anything. In fact, it might be a little bit better. But there's a ton of people that sign up for the initial wave that don't really run, and then they get stuck on that hill, and then the next wave comes, and it just felt super congested the entire time. And I didn't really enjoy it as much as previous years. You even let me run ahead because you were like, just go, I'm done. I did really good. Uh, for the first mile and a half, I kept yep. pace. And then that first hill took so much out of me that by the time we got to the second hill at the mile and a half, I just couldn't keep up with Ken. And um, I, Well, that's the thing. I, I even, wasn't too far behind no, you. No. About five minutes behind you, I think. And a lot of it was just congestion. Yeah. I really couldn't run as fast as I wanted to because I constantly was getting hung up on other people. But, I mean, this next year we're probably not going to do it. We're probably going to find something else to do instead. And uh, maybe that's a race we'll do every other year just to break things up a little bit. It was nice seeing some of the fellow Instagrammers. 
that were out there that day. I don't think they listen to the podcast, so I won't give any shout-outs. But. Uh, next, What's the next one? Uh, you just kind of did a snap judgment race, and you signed up for the eye care race, right? Literally within steps of our yeah, back every, door here. Every year, the Blessings of Hope has a 5K right behind our house, and I, I try to support our local... Um, they're a food, a food op co-op, they're local co-op and they have a lot of, they work a lot with Lancaster co-op and, uh, it's a really cool organization. I really like what they do. So every year I try to do their 5k race and I was second or third of my age this group is your, uh, when I did it. Not this third. is the second. I think you were third in your age group. Yeah, I was third in my age group. And you're really lucky that you were because the only reason that you did the race, you weren't going to, and then our daughter was like, oh my gosh, Dad, how could you not run for a fidget spinner medal? If if you place in the top three in your age group, you get a fidget spinner medal. And I got to tell you, the first year I ran that race, I came second in my age group. Mm -hmm. Second or first in my age group. I did really well. Yeah. And I probably ran that with like a 9.45 minute miles. This year, I ran that less than eight. It wasn't, it was like a 7.58 minute miles. And I placed third in my age group and just barely got that fidget spinner medal. Those Amish kids took <laughs> off and man, they were fast. Beginning of the race, there was all like these little kids. And when they yelled go, I thought, I'm going to pass all these kids after the first mile. They yelled go. We took off. I didn't see those kids again. They smoked me. They were really fast. The girl that came in second place, I think she was a nine-year-old girl with a dress and a bonnet on. She came in second place, and she was she was booking at like 6.30. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. Was it was funny. We, we stood at the finish line waiting for him, and my kids were starting to get nervous because there was little kids finishing, and they were like, where's dad? That, just the endurance. I can't believe it. Uh-huh. Kids, I, I don't want to talk about this racing word. What's the next one? Um, not so much a race. We took it kind of easy, but we got through our second year of relay for life. Oh yeah, uh, last year we did fifty miles, or I did fifty fifty two miles. This year I decided uh, it was more about raising money than it was the miles. So we did manage to hit our goal, um, but I only did seventeen seventeen miles this year. It was. It just really, I don't know, it just seems like this year there wasn't as many people interested. And they cut it short, too. And, they, yeah, the program was cut short. Everything was a little bit different. Everybody's changing things up. It was a little bit different this year, so um, I just did 17 miles and called it. Called and, it. And here's the, the big one, the big one that you've been training for. You trained for almost 200 days, hmm. Ragnar race. The Ragnar relay race was a race from the Lancaster area to the Poconos. And I have to tell you, that was probably the most fun I've had in a race in forever. It's 200 plus miles, 200-ish miles. I ran about, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. I want to say almost 20 miles. I I did almost a collective almost 20 miles. And it was a lot of fun. Um, We had some technical difficulties. We had some volunteer issues. Um, Our driver backed out at the last minute. So the team captain and myself shared the driving duties during the relay, which... um, wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, but it just, we didn't really get much sleep. I don't think anybody got a lot of sleep. Um, so next year, if we do it again, uh, Nate, if you're listening, we probably should con someone into driving the van or, or we'll just do it again. Who cares? I don't know. I did get tagged. There is a relay race, a Ragnar in Germany, and I think <laughs> we should do it. It'd be a lot of fun. Mm. 
I can't speak German, but I know they all speak English. So sign me up. It was a lot of fun. Great race. I put um, a blog post on my blog about it. Um, I can share that to the Beyond 24 Days blog as well. Um, just a good time. Yeah. I highly recommend that. It's a good good team building exercise. Uh, aside from your trail running that you've been continuing, hmm. that's pretty much our uh, runnings. Pretty much runnings. all we have for the running front. If that's it on the racing front, why don't I throw my shameless plugs? <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've had some shameless plugs, but features socks are the bomb. I love Mojo socks. Mojo compression socks are wonderful for recovery, but lately I've been having issues while trail running of getting blisters, and I've tried tying my shoes nine million different ways, tried doubling up on socks, and um, I was about to ditch my trail running shoes because I was convinced that the shoes were just not a fit for me. And as a last-ditch effort, went to my local running store, got a pair of Features running socks, and I can tell you it was a game changer. Um, no blisters, no discomfort. I could not believe how just a pair of socks would change my entire running. So um, I've been using feature socks. I ended up buying a couple pairs and really just absolutely cannot say enough about them. In fact, I bought another pair of feature socks when we were on vacation in Mystic, Connecticut. Shout out to Kelly's Pacers in Mystic, Connecticut. Um, I grabbed a pair of features running socks, and also tried Tailwind Nutrition's um, Endurance Powder. It's almost like none or, um, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank now. Basically, the, the principle behind their trace minerals. trace minerals and also goo and honey stinger gels that I, I love. Um, this Tailwind Nutrition, they're saying to cut out all that stuff and just drink their their formula. Well, of course they are. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> And um, I can say I, I tried some um, when I was when we were in Connecticut and I was running. I tried some of the Tailwind Nutrition, and I'll admit it was super tasty. Um, I only did three miles, so I really can't speak in volume of how effective um, it was. But I see a lot of people rave about Tailwind, so I'm going to give it a shot. So uh, I will give you more feedback on the Tailwind Nutrition after I can put it to the test. I, you know what, shameless plug. What else do I have? I don't really know. I, I think those were was your there something shameless else? plugs. I think those were your shameless plugs. Oh yeah, sorry. Those Mine were my... food related. Oh, they yeah. usually are. Anyway, that's enough about running. People don't care about that. <laughs> People are here because of the food. So Brooke, tell us. We've had like three months, three four months of just awesome back to back meals. Tonight's meal, if you don't mind. Uh, are you describing it this? Is that what you're asking? It's an Italian eggplant sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, our kids aren't really fans of eggplant. But this stuff, the eggplant is sliced thinly, yep. fairly thinly, coated, breaded, and fried. In, co I, in I, coconut oil. Coconut oil. We'll try, to keep it, try to keep it real. <laughs> um, but this, oh man, I devoured my sandwich because it is just... It's amazing. It tastes like, if you didn't know any better, it tastes like a burger. Like an Italian sort of pizza-flavored burger. Well, right? Yeah. I mean, to me, it was just like almost just having a an eggplant parm sandwich minus the parm for me. That's what kind of tasted like to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, a roll, 
and you smother it each side of the roll with a spicy tomato sauce or a marinara sauce. Was that our homemade sauce? That was not. Uh, it was a Whole Foods organic there you go. tomato sauce. Whole Foods. Whole Foods purchased at the discount grocery store. <laughs> Whole Foods, uh, you should probably sponsor our show. <laughs> we will gladly take all the food. Uh, you smother each side of the bun. You have your two or three thin slices of breaded eggplant. Put that on the bun. And then on top of that went a layer of sautéed mushrooms and peppers. Now, Mm. the recipe actually called for jalapenos. I'm not a huge fan of jalapenos. I like them when they're diced up and disguised in something. So I actually took banana peppers. So good. It it was amazing. Uh, That goes on top. If you're going to eat cheese, put the cheese on top of that. And then your sauced top bun. It was delicious. You can handle cheese. Go for it. But I think without the cheese, it was still... It was just as great. And our son actually ate his entire sandwich. Yeah. Oh, what is this? Eggplant. Oh. Oh. (laughs) He ate it anyway. He ate it. Kids. Um, We'll teach him yet. So before I dive into some of my favorite meals that we've had, uh, I'll do my shameless... I'll do my shameless plugs real quick. Yep. Um, Especially with eating my... My plant-based lunches, some of my favorite things, and I know this one is one of yours and the kids' favorite product, um, Bob Bob's Red Mill, all their products are great, but one of our favorite products that we eat here in our house is the tricolored pearled couscous. Mm. <laughs> that is one of my favorites. It is. It's so delicious. I've been putting it in bowls, like the one day for... One of my lunches, when Ken's home with me on the weekends, he pretty much gets the same thing that I eat for lunch. So the one day I had stopped at the roadside stand across from our house, grabbed fresh beets and Mm -hmm. roasted them with balsamic vinegar. And we had beet bowls with onions and beets. And I don't even remember what else I put in there vegetable wise. But then, you know, we tossed it with the, the tricolored couscous. Oh, man. I'm not really a big beet fan, but I think the... Tricolored couscous added a layer of, it sounds so stupid, <laughs> but it added a layer of like texture that just made, I don't know, it gave it like depth. Am I describing food correctly? Depth? But it, it just added depth to the meal and it just, it made it, it just made it awesome. I really liked it. And my second favorite brand of anything that I've been eating lately, um, is so delicious. Shout out to So Delicious. They make a really great product. So um, delicious. So, so delicious. delicious is the coconut. Oh, the coconut yeah. milk people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm not a huge fan of just drinking a big old cup of coconut milk, but their cheddar cheese mm. is amazing. The coconut milk cheddar cheese is so good. The shredded cheese. It feels good when I make a bowl of chili now to be able to put shredded cheddar cheese in it and it's not regular dairy mm-hmm. and not get bloat from it. And they make an it's amazing true. yogurt. They do. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the peach yogurt. So good. Yep. The peach coconut milk yogurt is amazing. And, um, the one night I had a friend over, we had dessert and I didn't even tell her that I served her so delicious vanilla coconut milk ice cream. She just raved about how good the ice cream was. And, Told her it was coconut milk. Gotcha. Actually, she's on board with <laughs> our, our whole lifestyle, so it's cool. No, not that friend. Oh, no. A different friend. Oh, yeah. snap. We tricked you. 
tricked you. Well, um, what is the same ones they make? The I'm going to butcher it. No, Purely Elizabeth. I like taking the yogurts and mixing mm-hmm. in the Purely, Purely Elizabeth, Elizabeth granola. granolas. And it's, oh, man, it's so good. Yes. They are delicious. I do eat them sparingly because even though it is made with coconut milk and not regular milk, you still have to watch your sugar content. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, get carried away. You get you can get carried away and you can eat an excess of sugar with the coconut, almond, and cashew milk yogurts. There is a lot of sugar in them. So those are kind of, for me, just like a once-in-a-while treat. Have a yogurt, get your calcium, get mm-hmm. that texture that you're missing. Did we talk about sugar on a podcast yet? I don't think we have. Yo, podcast episode number 22 is going to be <laughs> sugar. about sugar. Better watch it. So since we did the last podcast, we have had so many different meals. And it's so hard sometimes to pick out the really good ones. But And we'll see if Ken's memory works for the ones that I've picked out mm. that have been All some right. of my favorites. Try me. Let's go. Um, we had a barbecued chickpea and crispy polenta Buddha bowl. Polenta. Is that the banana type thing? No, that's plantain. Polenta okay. was the little round discs of cornmeal that got fried up. I'm drawing a blank. I don't remember that one. <laughs> well, I roasted barbecued chickpeas mm-hmm. and fried up was. a little bit of uh, polenta, which was actually my first time eating polenta, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. Here, I'll show you a picture. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the recipe actually had a homemade ranch hummus that went in the middle and there was grilled asparagus in it and avocado tomatoes. You tricked me me into eating polentas. I didn't even know that was in there. (laughs) I thought that was just smashed up chickpeas. Turned into patties. You got me. It was polenta. That was pretty good. I liked it. Um, I made one of my favorite soups is Italian wedding soup, which Mm. you know usually comes with mini meatballs. Uh, I found this vegan version of Italian wedding soup and I wasn't quite sure how it was going to play out. It was amazing. Do you remember oh, it? Oh, the bean the, meatballs. The bean yep. meatballs. Mm-hmm. They were so crispy from baking them in the oven prior to throwing them into the soup. They did have a texture of a baked meatball. Yep. The tricky, tricky. They get you. It was amazing. Uh, one of our daughter's favorite meals and she still actually asks for it on a regular basis now for lunches, was the hummus pizza that I made. I will admit to you that I am guilty. I do not make my own pizza crust. I will buy a healthy pizza Mm. crust. So all you do is take a container of hummus, spread that over your pizza crust. We added artichokes, red onions, a little bit of arugula, spinach, and black olives. Would not be... Beyond 24 Days Pizza, it did not have black olives on it. <laughs> we love good. some black olives. I like them. Super um, good. So, yeah, our daughter loved it that much. The one day I said, hey, I have some cheese if you want to make your own individual pizza. And she said, let's make a hummus pizza. And we got carried away. We put corn on that. We put broccoli on it. So it's really reassuring to me that no, to know that some of our good habits are rubbing off on our kids, that they would prefer the cheeseless pizza. You know, they make a, um, a new, it's like a pellet stove pizza. It cooks like a little pizza oven for crust. Mm. It's probably really expensive, but if they would like to sponsor the show and send us (laughs) one of those, I would love to make some homemade pizza dough. All right. I'm just asking for everything. 
Okay. That's it? Sorry. Getting carried away. Next meal was a peanut butter and chickpea curry. Served that over rice. Mm. I'm not sure if I had a veggie with it that day, but it was... um, No, I can't find it. It was a... Technical difficulties. We're trying to find a picture for to look at to be able to see. Oh, 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 okay. It was a really nice... It wasn't too heavy. It had a really nice peanut butter taste to it, but the broccoli and the carrots got sautéed and then mixed in with the curry. Nice. And I used light coconut milk. Sometimes I find that full-fat coconut milk makes my curries too heavy for me. Um, this was just really nice and light mm. and very tasty. Mm. That's always, always very tasty. Um, you did not have this meal because you were away. Um, the day that I had my friend over for dinner, mm. uh, I didn't want to scare her away by making a vegan meal for her since she is a full-on meat eater. So we did go for a chicken with spicy lemon couscous. This was so delicious. If you like saffron, I love saffron. I know it's expensive, but every once in a while, it's nice to cook with it. This was a saffron-infused couscous, and everything was one pot. So you cooked your chicken, and then you poured the broth in, and you poured your couscous and your saffron and your veggies right in, put the lid on, everything puffed up. And I served that with a side of coconut sugar and cinnamon Hmm. Roasted butternut squash. It was just a really amazing meal. Um, Really simple meal, but I couldn't get over the way it tasted. We had a simple pasta primavera for dinner, and that was the start of our garden. Mm -hmm. So everything that was in it came from the garden. The tomatoes, uh, the basil, the zucchini, and the squash that was in it. And that all came from our garden. There was some broccoli that was added and red onion to that. Just plain whole grain spaghetti with the vegetables. And to make the creaminess come through, it was um, the starchy pasta water mixed with nutritional yeast. And you got that, like, creamy, cheesy texture to the sauce. Yeah. It was it was really thick. I was surprised. When you told me that it was just the pasta, it made sense because then it was just the starchy water. Yeah. Leftover starches. Um, and I think that's where we're going to stop. No. Yeah, already. I mean, there's so many more I could talk about, but we would be sitting here for another hour, I think. Yeah. Well, uh, it's been a couple months. Well, actually, now that we have a topic for our next show, I think this is going to give us a little bit of a kick in the butt. Plus, we also have a ton of meals to catch up on. So, join us for our next podcast. I, I don't want to really give it I a don't, date. I don't think it's going to be three months, but... No, it shouldn't be. We shouldn't. You, you're, you've got plenty of time now. you got yeah, time. we got this. So anyway, uh, thank you for joining us. Like I said, you can find us on Twitter at Beyond24Days, also on Instagram, Facebook, and the website at Beyond24Days.com. Give us your feedback. If there's something you'd like for us to talk about, something that you are interested to know more about, please let us know. We'd love to be able to converse. And also, if you'd like to interact with us and speak to us directly, send us your DMs. And if you would like to join us on the podcast, we would love to have you as well. So anyway, with that being said, closing comments, Brooke. Oh, I was just going to say, um, like I said earlier, I've not been sharing my my lunch journey with everybody. If that's something that you would be interested 
in seeing, because I know sometimes packing lunches and making lunches can be daunting, especially if they're plant-based. Mm-hmm. You might run out of ideas because a lot of people think salad, salad. Mm. And salad gets boring, boring after a while. And let me tell you something. My lunches have been far from boring. So if you're interested in seeing those, I can transfer that from my personal Instagram mm-hmm. over to our Beyond 24 Days. Well, anyway, that'll wrap it up for us. And thank you so much for joining us. And we hope to see you soon. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.